Hello and welcome back to Please Stop, the podcast with Katie and Chaz. Before we get started this week, I just want to thank you so much for listening and remind you really quickly, if you haven't yet, to hit the subscribe button if you are on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're listening on Spotify. And also, please, please leave us a rating and a review if you feel so inclined. It means so much to us that you're here listening. Chaz just opened a kombucha on my couch and got it all over my couch cushion. Welcome back to the pod, everybody. Hey, we are back. I'm drinking a kombucha. I'm pre-gaming for a date, which I normally don't do, but I'm just not feeling like going on a date, but I think I'm talking to my ex too much, so I need to go on dates to not get into an unhealthy habit or um, complacent comfort zone. I think I'm fulfilling my male companionship quota too much with one person and I need to branch out because I'm too comfortable. The justification that you feel the need to do about all of this is entertaining, <laughs> but you definitely are talking to your ex too much for, for like moving forward's sake. Please stop. Each their own i just think every time before i go on a date i always find a reason that i don't want to go and i kind of downplay my excitement or diminish it but katie reminded me each time we both have gone on first dates and really didn't want to we ended up those were the people we ended up dating long term but not yeah. that i even want am interested in that i just still want casual male companionship but katie and i have both been sick we finally both feel better, and I have to make up for lost time for my Austin trip. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going on a date with a New Yorker in Austin. And if it goes well, I will go on dates with him in New York. I think you're really close to the mic. <laughs> you're, well, the last your voice things are way it's bigger like than mine are. Solid blocks. Yeah. Okay, why are you facing forward again? We're supposed to face the mic. We figured this out last week. Come on. There you go. That's better. chill out jesus christ are you nervous for this date no i wish i was because then i would feel something i just don't feel excitement no there's never yeah but i do feel like the best dates that you end up going on are the ones that you're not looking forward to which is all of them usually (laughs) i know i'm wearing a crop top without a bra and jean shorts you're wearing currently a celine dion shirt from my closet so i think that's a solid look it's celine dion walking away from a large amount of flames (laughs) um chaz is still obviously in austin for anyone who hadn't picked up on that yet um she's been living on my couch for the past week and now she's going on dates here so I am tempted to extend my flight, but I have a HelloFresh coming to my New York address, so I need to be home. Although, since I solely fly Spirit, I might not have a choice because Spirit is still canceling flights. Yeah, odds of that flight actually going out on time, I would say, are low. I'll be impressed if it does, though. Stay tuned. Okay, (laughs) let's go. Oh, speaking of dates, Katie and I had a really nice sushi date with each other last night. And I left my Instagram for the really cute sushi chef. It's hard to say. You've been struggling with that all day. Finally nailed it. Sushi chef. Sushi chef. Say it five times fast. Sushi chef. Sushi chef. Faster. 
You know when the TikTok girl, they make her say yay, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> it's like moaning. What? Oh, like the voice when you That's type it. That's me. Sushi chef, sushi chef, sushi chef. But he DM'd me, and he started listening to the pod, so that's funny. Hi, sushi chef. Hi, sushi chef. Thanks for dinner last night. It was great. Maybe Chaz will not go on a date with you next. <laughs> well, I have another one scheduled Thursday. With sushi chef? No, with another british boy ah yes 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 and uh katie and i have a date with each other tomorrow we have a karaoke party friday and then i go home my frankie's bikini that was almost 200 dollars i've worn twice it is broken use code frankie's Frankie's bikini cheap as shit (laughs) to get a discount on your frankie's bikini yeah, I mean, any of those, like, big Instagram-y brands that all of the influencers are wearing, you can never trust them. Like, we've talked about that. Yeah, but anyway. it's still true. It's still true. It's a good reminder. Obviously, they fooled you, so. Um, okay, speaking of your kombucha, Chaz is currently drinking a hard kombucha, or, like, alcoholic kombucha, which is one of her favorite things to drink. No one's really sure why. But... I saw this advertisement the other day for hard Italian sodas, and it just, it, like, where does it end? The most disturbing hard anything I've ever come hard across. Hard milk? Like, what are we doing now? That's called a white Russian. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> That's been around. Trader Joe's has cans of alcoholic smoothies. I, Ew. Put, I posted on my story months ago. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a little concerned with, like, where we're going with all of this, because they're trying to make anything <coughs> and everything hard at this point and i'm kind of over even the seltzers i'm i definitely don't want hard kombucha i don't know why not it's probiotics zero sugar zero carbs it tastes like shit i I don't even like normal kombucha okay well that's your problem i love normal kombucha as does most of okay i love normal smoothies but i don't want a hard smoothie do you i don't know i've made them before during covid i would walk i made a smoothie and i put vodka in it and they have, did you say they have them at Trader Joe's? Yeah, but that, I don't trust them canned. Ew. Something I do is order an, an unsweetened iced tea. It could be hibiscus. It could be regular. <laughs> what? I like that you clarify that. I'm just giving the people options. <laughs> I asked for lemon. Or did I just make that up? Do no, I even ask for lemon? I didn't ask for lemon. Well, next time I will ask for lemon. <laughs> And then a shot of tequila in it. And it's a sugar-free cocktail that's energizing, refreshing, tastes incredible, and it's cheap because the teas are like three bucks. That's a good idea. And you call it tequila. All right, you're proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) You've been proud of that for the last couple days. Yeah, I'm full of great inventions. Yesterday I was at happy hour with Katie and I just I invented a dog adoption app like Tinder that matches you based off of where you're at in life, your apartment size, if you want a big dog, a little dog, hypoallergenic, your time dedication, and then it matches you with adopt adoption agencies and breeders. But it turned it already exists. But I think I could improve upon it. I agree. Just because something exists already, that's not a reason to not create a product or a business. Like there's always room for improvement in a space, especially one like that where it's brand new. And there's really only one player in it right now. The app is called Petly. Um, so if you think that's a cool idea, download their app and use it. Like a swiping app, but for animals. Okay, here's the other thing that we were talking about yesterday, which is um, disputing credit card charges. When 
It's warranted. Yes. And not enough people stand up for themselves with their credit card companies. And if you don't believe in a charge, if you don't think the quality of the item or the timing of the delivery of it, or if it just simply wasn't delivered to you ever, you can dispute these things. And so what we were talking about yesterday was the differences between the credit cards, because I feel like that is not discussed enough when you're looking at credit cards and which one like you want to decide on. Chaz's credit card, like whatever she disputes always is just like, yep, here you go. And you get it back like right away. Mine, you have to go through this whole song and dance about it. You have to submit a claim. They review it. They have to like agree with you that you deserve the money back. And like they do this whole investigation. So it scares me every time I do it, even though like my reasons are always legit. It's always like I ordered this and I never received it. Or like I was charged for something that I didn't order or something like that. Like anytime I've disputed it, it like freaks me out and I get scared that they're not going to give me my money back because they're so intensive <coughs> investigating it and making sure that it's legit. I just always have a very warranted dispute. But one time I didn't. One time I was in Paris, <laughs> blackout drunk. I was withdrawing euros because we were, it was a cash only bar. I don't know. And I guess I just simply did not remember doing it. And I just tried to dispute thinking someone stole my credit card and was just withdrawing cash from it or my debit card. They reviewed it and they're like, we looked at video footage of you at the Parisian ATM withdrawing it. And I had no recollection of this. So It's wild that they can see the video footage, although I guess that's one reason they have cameras at ATMs. Also, that they know what you look like. I don't think, my bank does not know what I look like. That's actually so valid. Right? Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but that was embarrassing and a wake-up call for me. It's not blackout in Europe, but yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been Money Lessons with Chaz. Dispute your credit card charges if they are legit. Speaking of drunk blackout rampages all over Europe. So I was in Italy with a friend. It was this person's first time traveling to Europe and I'm, I hate planning anything. And I let her choose all of our Airbnbs, which again, I will never be staying in another Airbnb if I can avoid it. And we were just ready to party. And we met these guys who were very fun, showed us an amazing time. Italian guys? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very platonic. They obviously were flirtatious, but we were just kind of like, uh, show us around the city, buy us drinks, give us whatever we want. Like, it was fun. I got so wasted. We go back to our Airbnb, which was an Airbnb like I've never seen. It was in a garage. We got locked in. You had to open a garage door and then take the skeleton key and open this like gate situation. It was insane. We were about to faint. Yeah. And then we realized we're like, you can't drink the tap water. We're out of water in the hotel. So then we go out of the hotel. This was before we met the guys. And we're stuck in the garage. We can't get the garage door to open. And we have no water. And we have no way to leave. It's the only way out. Decides to lay down and take a mini nap. And it's pitch black. I'm using my cell phone flashlight to see, to try to find the opening to the garage door. On the floor? She was laying on the floor. That's how drunk we were. Like, we were wasted. (laughs) We had gone to Prada earlier, and they got us champagne drunk. Mm -hmm. Then we went to happy hour or whatever, dinner. And then we just started gallivanting, and then we realized we're going to faint if we don't get 
water and also we should go charge our phones were gonna die too so we had to go back we're literally locked in this pitch dark garage situation it's like terrifying we finally get out and then we meet these guys and they show us around it's so much fun whatever we get a little too fucked up my friend is sprawled out on the street in public i'm hanging out with these random guys right near her and these police come over and they're like is everything okay i'm like yeah it's great but then we decide to go home but i'm so fucked up i couldn't get the ac to turn on and she's showering she came out she heard all this banging and she came out to see me attacking the air conditioner with a broomstick like it was in pieces plastic was covering just flying everywhere and she was like what are you doing i was like i'm i really don't know we were just manic and drunk. It was wild. And she was like, oh no, they're gonna charge me for damage for the Airbnb. So she filled her purse with all of the plastic pieces to the brim. And then we slept until like 1 p.m. the next day and then almost missed our train to go to Venice, I think it was. And so she just lugged all the plastic with her all the way from Milan to Venice why are you looking at me like that? I'm <laughs> just listening. <laughs> I don't know if I... I feel like I probably heard this story at the time, but I don't really remember it. She never got charged. I kind of feel bad, but... Good story about Italy. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about no. that? I had to leave some things out, but... Any lessons to take away? Anything you learned? No. I was just sitting outside of Chipotle in a bikini outside of Katie's apartment complex, and so many men started stalking me and one was like oh and i have my headphones in i'm watching tiktoks while i eat my acai bowl and one guy was like oh sorry to bother you i just want to know if there's a pool nearby because i see you're in a bikini and i just said it's a private pool were you waiting on your bowl or were you eating no i was just there? eating it watching tiktoks oh. it's like if you see me with both of my headphones in mm -hmm. also i had a towel wrapped around me it's not like i was just in a bit even if i was in a bikini you don't have to talk no, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really matter. It's just funny. Yeah. It's funny that you didn't bring it to the pool to eat it. Well, no. No, the people the people down there are weird. They will talk to you. All of them, always. Austin's too friendly. I could not live here because it's too hot, too friendly, but I do love it. I like in New York how people kind of keep to themselves, but if they're overly friendly, it's okay for you to blatantly ignore them or to say fuck off, whereas here... It's just stressful. Yeah, here there's like a weird, it's like weird southern pressure to be <coughs> polite to people or be nice to people, especially in a neighborhood like this one where there is a lot of like, there are a lot of transient people in the neighborhood and they will like come up to you in a way that they don't in New York. And we've talked about this before, but like there is this weird pressure to not be mean to them here. Whereas anywhere else you could just flat out ignore them or yeah tell them to go away here you kind of just have to like deal with it i don't know sometimes you surprise me with the level of compassion is that the right word level of compassion you have for people in like unfortunate circumstances like homeless things like that like because like you will tell people to fuck off on the street yeah but then you'll like sit here and like work really hard on social programs to help them <laughs> and like i don't have that in me <laughs> i personally like it's just not my fight. It's not my battle. I don't really care that much. Like, I'm not super nice to them on the street. And I also don't do anything behind the scenes to, like, be extra nice to them. But you do. 
Only the ones that I think deserve it. The others, I go through the motions. Like the homeless guy yesterday. There was a homeless guy sleeping outside of Kelly's... Kelly. (laughs) Who's Kelly? (laughs) Outside of Katie's elevator. And I didn't wake him up. I just got him some water and left it and was on my way. Because he needed it. It was like 90-something degrees, and he looked like he was fainted. Like, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. But then I... You know, there's some people who have the ability to help themselves and are just lazy and they take advantage but there are a lot of people who do need help and i have the ability to help some of them so i will Mm -hmm. but the others i don't feel bad for i'm compassionate when it's warranted i'm just selective yeah i don't know that like my instinct would have been to get that person i mean my instinct was not to get him water which is okay my instinct was to like call the 24 7 security guard and be like yo here's a guy sleeping outside my elevator no and you should feel safe in your own building you should not have a homeless man sleeping outside of your elevator or sneaking into your building but i also don't want him to dehydrate no i don't want anything bad to happen to him i get i get what your standpoint i don't want anything bad to happen to him like not on the property (laughs) yeah no i totally get it I don't know. It's a weird line to walk because... Well, you're territorial and you want to feel safe. It's just hard to know where you cross the line between, like, being a good person or, like, being taken advantage of or being unsafe about things. It's hard. I think I'm good at it because I'm really not the nicest to people who I don't like or don't know. No, and we were saying... Actually, we were saying this the other day. I've heard before that in the South people are nice but they're not kind yeah there's truth in that of course there's also like plenty of people that that is not true for but like in the south you get the reputation of you know southern bells where like they're sweet as pie they're super sugary super nice and they'll be nice phony as shit yeah but then like talk about you behind your back or like you know (coughs) they'll be nice but they're not kind whereas new yorkers i've heard um, the opposite, that New Yorkers are kind, but they're not nice, which is very much you in terms of, like, you got that man water, but, like, if he tried to speak to you, you would be like, fuck off. Completely. Yeah, like, you did the kind thing, the human thing to do, but, like, you yeah. would not be nice. I'm humane it. and I'm compassionate, but I don't believe in exerting my energy <laughs> unless I really want to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a conversation with a stranger. mm but if they need help with housing, yeah, <laughs> I will send them an application. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to make small talk with you. I just want you to fill out your application and be on your way. Yeah. But there are, like, I dealt with a woman for my internship because I, in- I do intern in social work. I talked to her for, like, 30 minutes because I just wanted to. I really liked her. She was so emotional, so angry, so scared. Some fucking assholes bought out her apartment complex that she lived in for over 20 years and said, you need to be out by this date or or pay us 30% more than what you're paying right now. And she's elderly, two um, autoimmune diseases. She's vaccinated, but she's fucking terrified. She's missed all of her grandchildren's birthdays since COVID started because she doesn't want to die. And... I let her vent and I vented with her and she said some crazy shit that I agreed with. I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> like she because I felt like it, but normally I'm just like, okay, here's your application, super f- professional. Or if there is a stranger on the street, I don't need to talk to you. I don't know you. 
I don't need to give you any energy, but I'll give you water. But even in Louisiana, I was that way. But maybe that's why I moved, too. Yeah, you end up where you're supposed to be. You find your people. We have a bunch of, like, dating things to talk about, which I guess is timely because you're about to go on this date with this guy. Yeah. Okay, so we've been having this conversation for a couple of days now about height and dick size. And are they related, actually? Chaz insists that they are. Yeah. Um, Well, I've never been with... I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever been with anyone under six feet. So most people think that they are related, and it makes sense why. Tall guys generally probably are better endowed than others. I have had the opposite experience. I think... All of the shorter guys I've dated have had considerably bigger dicks. I think it's the ratio. I think their dicks look bigger because they're short. No. I mean, I, I like have eyeballs. I can see it. And I but can... do you have a ruler? Yeah. I have measured tall guys' dicks before. I've been with some six feet tall guys that were average, slightly above average. But I actually, the guy I lost my virginity to, I think he was like 5'10", 5'9". But I think he was average. I don't know. It was so long ago. I was 16. But I definitely think there's a positive correlation. I hooked up with a guy this was several years ago at this point but he was well over six feet he was like very tall and that's not my typical type which like probably tells you why it didn't work out I wasn't super physically attracted to him but he was super tall and his dick was like three inches so I do not I do not subscribe to the belief that like just because someone's tall you can assume that they're gonna have a nice penis because like maybe they won't and look sizes and everything it's bizarre when you're expecting one thing and then it just turns out to not be that. I don't know what it is about Katie's af- affinity or a, a, a consistent gravitational pull of micro dicks. She's, she's known <laughs> two men now. Yeah. Two of the men she's fucked, which she doesn't have the biggest body count. No. Two of the men, which is a decent fraction, have had micro dicks. And... Mm-hmm. I just wonder what, why? Okay, so I don't actually know what the actual size measurement is of micropenis. Do you know the actual? Let's look like, it up. Yeah, what, it, what are the real criteria here so that we don't misspeak? An adult male's micropenis is defined as a penis <laughs> <laughs> that is three and two-thirds inches or less. Oh, so fuck yeah, they were definitely micros. Okay, I, I know this because I actually pulled out a ruler and measured it. And That's so humiliating. I mean, I was not expecting it to be that small. I remember... <sighs> so gross. Him, I remember him being like, no, it's just like, it's not that big. And I was like, yes, it is. It's fine. Because I didn't know better at the time. It was like very, very early on in my sexual experiences. And oh I yeah, just, you've discussed. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know, and I'm not gonna name names because <laughs> I am not putting that in there. <laughs> You're editing. You can believe it. Yeah, there's no way I'm putting names in there, and I also do not talk about current people, so you can rule that out as well. I will say, my first long-term relationship from age 12 to 14. He had a a long-term relationship when you're 12. For two years. We went through Hurricane Katrina together. We are still Instagram friends. Love of my life. (laughs) One of the the eight people I've dated named Zach. I just... Yeah, what is that? uh, Zach's are following you. We all have a name. We always date. And mine is Zach. I've dated so many Zachs. And you know what's crazy? 
Oh, yeah, this is weird. This is weird. This is weird. Actually, let me go in chronological order. Wait, can we finish the micro dick thing? Yeah. Okay. I, anyway, I like, I literally pulled out a tape measure and I measured his dick and it was three inches. That's all. I'm not going to name the last name. ZB. So many ZBs. <laughs> it's wild. Did, wait, did they have micro dicks? Where, where no. are we going with this? Why do we bring this up? I just, I think we all have a name we date consistently and mine is Zach. Yeah. And they just always happen to have the la- a last name that starts with B. I don't think I have that, actually. I think you just have this. Zach's chase you, micro dicks chase me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which one is better? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> some of the Zachs. Yeah. I would, after some of the Zachs, I'd rather micro dick. It's not like that would be what you end up with, ultimately. I hope it's good for them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, okay. Also, speaking of dating. Okay. I want you to talk about a little of your methodology of making friends as an adult because it has to do with your dating life and how you kind of merge the two together. So all of your like best, best friends, your like core group of people who you had in New York, a lot of them have moved away at this point and looking to like make friends as an adult. I feel like people always have such a hard time with it or ask questions about it and they're like, how do I make friends? Like I'm not in college anymore or, you know, I don't work a part-time job where we can like laugh about how shitty it is together. Like it's harder. Um, but I feel like you have a little bit of a cheat code here. Yeah. I mean, I'm an extremely social person and everything I'm doing professionally is remote, which is tough. I, um, do this thing where I'm like, when I go on dates with guys, I tell them, I'm like, I love group settings. I'm not going to be like, introduce me to your family and friends, but normally if they say, what do you feel like doing? There's an event going on, or we can have dinner, or we can just chill. Like, I always opt for the event, Mm -hmm. any public setting, because I almost always make a friend from it or some social connection. I was on a date with a guy once, and I got another guy's number when he went to the bathroom. I don't even, it's not even unethical. We are all out here for ourselves. One track mind, like, whatever. If you're not feeling the date find someone else in the bar who you were feeling it with yeah i mean there's a reason that dating is like part of the social scene in major cities like they call it social climbing and not that like that's what you're doing but that's where that comes from is because you date people and you meet their circle and then your network expands i'm replenishing my social circle and i just am social and so i don't unless i really am into you i want to be in a a group like I want to be able to be stimulated by multiple people I get bored really easily we can only have so many one-on-one conversations and that should I like to start out with dinner and drinks and then go on to a party or some sort of event so I get the best of both worlds I get the intimacy and the connection but it's not only that like I'm stimulated by outside sources if it doesn't work out with this person part of that is I want to get some friendships out of it too whether it's with the guy or outside or third parties they introduce me to i want something to come from it more than just a romance or a relationship but in order to do that you need to opt for the public group setting yeah so if you are looking to make friends as an adult and you're in the dating scene go to events together go to parties together don't like flake out or like decide not to go if you're not going to have a hundred percent of their attention the whole time like 
go and plan to be social and plan to meet other people besides the person that you're dating or like going to meet yeah it just makes it more fun and then when it doesn't like when you lose interest in the guy you still have something to show for it yeah then you've got friendships that can carry you through and a new social circle I need people to please stop letting their smoke alarm batteries go unchanged. I don't know how you can live your life with a constant beep in the background. It's infuriating. Who's doing this? So many people on my Instagram. Like, I'll scroll through stories and girls will be talking and you just hear an annoying beep. I'm like, how do you just ignore that? Really? Yeah. On TikTok, there's so many people. And I just don't understand how someone can be... Maybe I'm underlyingly jealous that someone can be that disconnected from like extraneous noise but i don't see it's a it's a loud beep change the battery this um it literally has been a thing going on at work for me for weeks at this point there's this thing on our av rack that like the battery is dying and it's a low battery alert and it will not stop beeping it's like every 30 seconds it beeps and it's so loud and not a single one of us has bothered to replace the battery. Oh my god. It's a pain in the ass to like pull it out from the wall, do the whole thing. It's been a whole thing, but like I mean weeks. None of us. How do you go on? How if if I have noise in the background, I cannot focus. Yeah, it's just about compartmentalization and Yeah, I don't have that. Stay stay on your task, brain discipline, you just get it done. Eventually you don't hear it. That's not true. It's like music. Like, if there's music on at work, I just I do not register it after a certain amount of time. I, I don't have that ability. Because I'm just, like, working. In school, I always had to wear, not headphones, but earplugs. Oh, yeah. Don't you also have that thing where you don't like when people chew? Mm, yeah, I'm really bad. That's a thing for people. I yeah. guess some people are more bothered by that stuff than others. But I literally, I don't think I've ever noticed it in, like, a video like on social media or I'm hyper hyper aware of certain noises Hmm. um okay I like this segment we've never done this before uh stupid things that anxiety that our anxiety makes us do which I would I don't know what are mine I feel like both of us you're I think a little bit more like outwardly (coughs) anxious than I am you're like a high strung gerbil and I think most people wouldn't know that I have anxiety, but I do. Surprise, surprise. Um, and sometimes your anxiety makes you do really dumb shit. What did I write? So one of mine is like, no matter what it is, like I am not the person who can have the little red dot notifications on my phone. I'm the like, same way. Yeah, some people, their emails will be like, 50,000 like whatever random number and it's this like huge number of notifications that gives me so much anxiety no matter what it is even if it's something stupid and I know it's not important or it's like a calendar notification that I've gotten in three other places already yeah I have to just like click on it to get rid of the red dot I can't handle red dots the red dots gotta go if I I have an important email even if I know it's a good thing I still get borderline diarrhea (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It's just conditioning, I think. I think checking my grades for being an undergrad as long as I was and always checking grades, I think I relate emails to my future collapsing. I don't know. So, like, you have to just read the emails? 
as soon as I see I have an email from something important, especially to, if it has to do with school hmm. or work, diarrhea. Bizarre. No matter what the content is. Okay, this is one that I think a lot of people do, which is like text all of your friends the day after you went out just to make sure everyone still likes you. I've gotten so <laughs> much better at that. I realized I unfairly had a lot of alcohol shame from one of my relationships where it's like, I am a perfect girlfriend. I, I'm not even being sarcastic. I really am. I am so confident in this. There And when you're dating someone who has some issues, it, they look for things to attack you for. And they cling to any imperfection. And this particular person knew I was paranoid to lose control when drinking. So anytime, even if I had the best night ever, they would find something to shame me about or make me insecure about the next morning, which would increase my anxiety like no other. I'm slowly getting out of that and I'm getting better at not needing everyone to tell me they still like me after I drink or like, I'm starting to grow out of it, but my friends have noticed I still do do it a little bit like the other day Katie and I were just having so much fun and we drank a good amount and the first thing I told her or one of the first things I said when we woke up the next morning was oh did everyone like me or did I annoy anyone she was like what are you talking about you you were great like everyone loves you and I'm like why am I still asking this question like I remember the whole night I know that but I don't trust my own perception if I lose any control when drinking just because, you know, one of my exes did do a number on me. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense, and it's, it's a silly thing that I do, but I'm doing it less and less. But you're definitely not alone in doing that. Like, so many, I think it's a girl thing. I've never heard of a guy doing this, but so many girls, like, you always text the morning after just to be like, oh my god, it was so much fun last night, love you. Like, and it's, yeah. it's almost like a validation or like a reassurance thing. Yeah. And I actually think that I, like, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I actually think it's really sweet. Like we're all here, like reassuring one another and telling you. Yeah, but why do we need other. the reassurance? It's, I mean, I just think it's kind of nice to be like, oh my gosh, I had such a nice time with you last night. Yeah. But for me, it was more so I would know I had a nice time. But I would still wake up with a pit in my stomach thinking, oh my God, I embarrassed myself or oh my God, everyone hates me or I made an idiot. Even though in reality, I was the life of the party. Mm -hmm. But I realized that was a bit of just a gaslighting tactic that the one thing from one of my relationships was insecurity and revolving around alcohol just because there was nothing else about me to attack Mm -hmm. and that was the only time I was vulnerable is when I was drinking and the only time I felt like okay I'm comfortable with everyone because I'm losing I finally I'm finally losing control and comfortable enough just to let loose and have fun and not need to like be so in control of everything I say and do But this particular person would look at that as the opportunity to manipulate the situation and be like okay let me hone in on this and and kind of twist it to fit the narrative that there's something up to punish her for. Even though there really, there wasn't. No, there never was. There never was. And, you know, to hindsight's twenty twenty. You You look back and you realize that, but I didn't realize how much that took a toll on me because I'm from New Orleans. I love drinking. I love partying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never had one of my girlfriends be like, oh my God, you were unbearable, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there's some nights when we all have, like, crazy things happen. But, like, you know, since I've matured, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just fun. It's a leisurely 
thing that I enjoy. But I still, to this day, get a little bit of anxiety. Even if I wasn't fully remember the night and know it was an amazing night, I still feel the need to get the reassurance. Answering unknown numbers. A lot yeah. of times I let it go to voicemail just because I don't want to have a conversation with a stranger. But sometimes it does worry me that it's like a policeman calling to tell me that like something bad happened. I always am like, my mom's dead. Yeah. I like, have I get to that answer. fear too. And I mean, for you, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. But, or I don't know, if I get a call from someone in my family that I'm not expecting, like if my aunt calls me or something and I don't talk to my aunt on the phone, I'm always like, something happened to my mom. Oh my god. Again, instant diarrhea. Yeah, because you know, I'm an only child. If something did happen to my mom, it would be from an unknown number, probably. Mm -hmm. I don't associate with her side of the family, really. There's only one family member that I do. My mind jumps to assuming the worst. It's normally just spam. Yeah, I mean, it's always spam. But I can't rationalize that. Like, in the moment, I have to react on the um, impulse to answer. Yeah. But when it's spam, I I say fuck off and I hang up. (laughs) <laughs> you say fuck off. It depends. It de- if it's a robot, no. If it's a person, yeah. Oh, I just hang up every time. I always feel the need to answer people I'm not interested in because I have this weird, irrational fear that if they hurt themselves or go on a rampage, I don't want to be a contributing factor to their mental health, so I can't ignore people. Like, you saw what happened with the stalker guy. Yeah. I had to keep answering him that was wild because I, I felt so much anxiety you know my like go- and maybe this is fucked up i don't know i think like the discourse around ghosting has gotten a little too crazy there are circumstances where it is perfectly acceptable to just simply not respond to someone or stop responding to them eventually all conversations come to an end <coughs> you don't need to like double tap and like like every single thing someone sends you in order to be a participant in the conversation if you have nothing else to say just don't say anything. So I feel that way about conversations. And I also think that it's okay to ghost someone that you're not interested in. Cause like at some point you're gonna stop responding anyway. It just doesn't matter. That's my personal feelings on that. And I don't think very many people would agree with me. I think women, especially this is like a thing on TikTok where it's like them exposing the guy who ghosted them. Women, stop posting your L's. Yeah, get over it. It's embarrassing for you. <laughs> They had one girl try to call out this guy, and she filmed herself with another girl he ghosted going to his apartment. And Jesus it was Jesus Christ! People are allowed to not to not talk to you. People, if the, if like, the tables were turned, the police would have been called. Yeah, no one fucking owes you anything, including a text message response. Like, it, no one owes you that. Just stop it. You know, hypocritically, as someone who can't handle rejection. You have to accept it and don't broadcast it. It's embarrassing. Grow up. Do some self-reflection. Maybe they're a dick. Or figure out, okay, well, what could I improve upon to make sure this doesn't happen? Is it me or is it them? If it's a problem with them, don't date people with their qualities. If it's a problem with you, improve your qualities. Let it go. I just cannot imagine a world in which I would be like that upset with someone that I barely know. For like not continuing to waste their time or my time it's just, it's silly yeah you know like it's, we're all entitled to conserve our energy another reason why i don't want to interact with strangers exactly if you're over it you're over it exactly but it's I, hard for me i see that i wish that you would treat 
people like that stalker like you treat the stranger yeah but once <laughs> i have a personal my other fear well i don't want to put this out there because i don't want it to happen so never mind but once they know who i am i have a fear that they'll get obsessive like really obsessive and dangerous so oh, i just yeah, want to like let them down to, like, dox you or something yeah i've seen some crazy shit has happened i'd rather just let them down easy instead of do an abrupt ending where they like have a, a rash reaction mm-hmm. i don't i don't do that that is not ever been my philosophy on things no i'm i admire that quality in you it's a pretty chill episode again we've been sick so there's not been a lot going on there's about to be a lot going on after this week i mean i have Chaz has two dates i have two dates in the next three days we're going to a party and then when i'm back in new york i'm ready to go full throttle and then we have new orleans right after we have new orleans in like oh my gosh two weeks are you ready to be 30 I'm so ready. I just have this thing about the number three. The number two is my least favorite number. And although my 20s have been extremely progressive, I just have a really good feeling about being 30. And also, again, I've been getting Botox since I was 22. I don't look 30. I can't wait to tell people I'm 30 and then be genuinely shocked. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. I love that feeling. <laughs> yeah. When are we going to do our Halloween episode? We have to like... For Halloween. Like the week of Halloween, just in October. I don't know. We don't plan. We just... You know we what? turn right. on Garage Band or Squadcast and we just start talking. We'll see whenever it feels right. I like recording this way. This is so much nicer than using Squadcast. I guess we'll just have to move to the same city. You should fly down every week and bring your HelloFresh. <laughs> I mean, don't tempt me. Well, um, we'll see how the date with the British guy goes on Thursday. If I fall in love with him, I will be bi- bi-coastal, so I will be here. Bi-coastal. <laughs> Austin is landlocked. The Gulf Coast. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I have to go get ready for my date. Chaz brought a total of three outfits with not her even on this trip. Not even. It's like two bottoms and three tops is all she has to work with here. So um, she's going to be recycling an outfit for the date. I should be more excited. I just, I don't know. Well, once you get there, you'll get like the butterfly feeling because you'll be like giddy to go meet somebody, right? I don't get that. Oh, I always get that when I go on a date. I, that's what I told Katie. I miss having the butterfly feeling. Well, maybe you'll get it for I them. still get it for certain people, but I don't consider those viable and it's fleeting. So I don't know. I'm ready for that again. In November, I'll have it. Right maybe now, I don't have, have it. Tonight. Every time I get the butterfly feeling, it turns serious. I don't think I'm quite ready for that. I hope this man's eyebrows don't give you the ick tonight. That's the only thing really that could like interrupt with the butterfly feeling. Yeah, men, if you have blonde eyebrows... You please tend them. I just have a thing against blonde eyebrows. If you want to date me. Ask a trusted friend who has an eye for aesthetics um, to look at your face and tell you whether or not you need to tint your eyebrows. All men should be doing this. All people should be well, doing I'm this. Well, I'm only really. attracted to brunettes. But recently, I've started I'm, being attracted to redheads, but a lot of redheads yeah, don't have... They need to tint their eyebrows. ...contrasting facial features and... It is what I'm attracted to. It would make a big difference. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference on us. Yeah, on I'm as a natural blonde. Yeah. I look like shit unless I tent my lashes and my brows. Same. I, this is this applies to us too. Um, so if you're not sure, if you're on the fence about whether or not you should be tinting your eyebrows, this is good advice from us to you. Ask someone. I'm gonna be late to this date. It's already. <laughs> what time is it? I have to be there in an hour. Oh yeah, go put your outfit on. All right, we gotta okay. go. Chaz is going to get ready for her date. Till next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.
please stop 